Welcome to the HorrorCon Lounge. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jeremy. And this is our first episode of 2023. Woohoo! Happy New Year! Happy New Year. We hope you enjoyed your holidays. And Jeremy, is there anyone coming up this year that you would love to meet at a con? Realistically, of course. Well, I think we can safely say that Rose McGowan is a great choice since she was just announced. Yeah. At Monster Mania in April, March. She's at the March show, two days only. There you go. So March, Rose McGowan will be there. I was looking forward to the Chiodo brothers who have been announced. Anybody that's not announced that you are hoping to meet off your bucket list? I mean, there's a few people I'd love to meet. I'd love to um, meet Mina Suvari, who, okay. who popped up randomly last year in yeah, Indianapolis. absolutely. Michelle Trachtenberg is one that I've always wanted to meet. I haven't seen her do any shows, but... That would be fun. My last one is Tobin Bell. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping with Saw 10 coming out this year that I'm hoping he pops up to do some shows after they're done filming. Yeah. Maybe we'll get him at the Hunt Valley October show. Maybe. Monster I mean, they're, Mania. They're announcing all the Friday the 13th people for March. So maybe they won't be able to have them for Friday the 13th in October. I know. So this episode, I am super excited about. I think it's going to be so much fun. Yeah, and the timing is perfect because, you know, it's the beginning of a new year. And we decided to put a little twist on every year that we've been, since we've been born until now, to pick our favorite horror movies from. And since Jeremy is... Old. Old. He's going to go first. And then once I get caught up, uh, well, when he gets to the year that I was born, then we can... Kind of alternate and take turns and discuss some stuff along the way. I hope we don't have too many that are overlapping. Right. um, Because we made sure to kind of not discuss our list beforehand. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we kind of gave hints here and there for certain things. But honestly, I mean. I think there's a couple that like. I think there's a couple that are dead giveaways that are going to be overlapping. Yeah, it was like inevitable. But for the most part, I'm curious to see how much we have. Obviously, I have 35. You have 27. 29. 29. Jesus. Yeah. Good job at me knowing your age. Yeah. Um, Thank you for (laughs) de-aging me. Yeah, making you younger. So, yeah, we've got... Big 3-0s coming up this year. Quite a bit to look forward to and discuss here, so I guess we can just jump Jump right right into it. Jump right in. I will say, my first couple of years that I was alive were great years for horror. I really had a difficult time putting this list together. Um, Not just for the early years, like throughout all of the entire list. I feel like for me, it went one way or the other. I either had like a bunch that I were struggling. Wow. I can't. Words are hard. Um, a bunch that I was struggling to pick from that were so many good movies in a particular year, or there was like not really any good selection. And I think that's very apparent in my list. Some years, some of my movie choices are kind of questionable, but I didn't really run into one. that. But, I'm so, very picky, though. Very yeah, picky. So yeah, that's true. And I haven't seen like a ton of stuff, especially in the older years. You're still playing a lot of catch up on the classics. I sure am. Um, so for me, I was born in 1987. <clears throat> so my first movie is one of my favorite sequels of all time. It was Nightmare on Elm Street 3. That's a good one. Dream yeah. Warriors. Yes. It's your favorite Nightmare on Elm Street, isn't it? It is. I think I like that one even better than the original. It's super close for me. They're like 1A and 1B. Yeah. Um, and then the rest kind of fall into place safely behind. But we took a trip to Texas, as we've discussed about, to meet the Dream Warriors. Um, we got a second chance when they came to Oaks. And I think it's safe to say that everybody from that cast was pretty cool. Um, Jennifer Rubin was probably she was my, one of my favorite. Yeah. yeah. And I think one of the cool things about that movie that we found out but didn't know is that we both had the same favorite kill scene. Was that the Philip kill scene? Yeah, when he's with beating. the tendons. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The puppet. Or Freddy's controlling him like a uh, puppet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and then he walks up and yeah, yeah. That was interesting. Yeah. So that was fun. Um. All right. So moving on to 1988. This was a really, really difficult year for me, but ultimately I had to go with one that I've watched over and over and over again and constantly get enjoyment from, and that is Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh, you love that one. I do love that one. I've recently started collecting a lot of Killer Clown stuff. 
Um, it's making a comeback. It has a video game that's supposed to come out this year. Exciting. So that's exciting. I had you sit down and watch that with me. Yeah. You were not at all looking forward to it? No, I was definitely dreading it. And it wasn't as bad as I was expecting. It's not by any means on my favorites, but it, I mean, I would definitely rewatch it for sure. Yeah. Um, one of the things we've discussed before is that I'm usually pretty good at determining movies I think you'll like. Yeah, it, and absolutely. It's, it's funny because... Um, I feel like sometimes you know me better than I know myself because there's movies like Silence of the Lambs that I've put off for so long and you were like, maybe you should give it a shot and I freaking love it. Yeah. Um, That's I'll, happened with multiple movies, but that just came to the top of my head. Well, you've, you've also said that you don't like the horror comedies. Yeah. And I'm two for two on horror comedies. We'll get into that a little uh, bit later. Yeah, yep, yep. This was one of the ones that was a hit. Um, so moving on to 1989, I think this is one of the choices that's going to surprise you a little bit. I have Warlock. Oh, okay. Yeah. You have not seen Warlock yet. I haven't. I'll have to add it to my list. Yeah, it's, that's one of those I'm not sure if you would like it or not, because it's kind of a cross between fantasy, sci-fi, horror... I can already see from the look on your face that you're like, Ugh. No, I have a cut on my finger. That's why I was making that weird oh, face. Okay. I'm in a lot of pain. My finger hurts. It's one of those small cuts that's just super annoying and really painful. So Warlock is a movie that I stumbled upon. Um, not well known. It's not like critically acclaimed or anything. But I watched it before we went down to Texas Frightmare because mm-hmm. I knew Julian Sands was going to be down there. And I loved it. Like, I went and got I a poster. I love the poster for yeah. that movie. Yeah, I went and got a movie poster right away. Um, he signed it really nicely. And he was great to talk to, probably because we didn't even have to wait in line for him. We just walked, we walked right, right up. up. Yep. So that was a good one. Uh, 1990 was the year of Stephen King. And ultimately, I ended up picking Misery. Oh, that's a good one. Yes. I wish I was born in 1990 so I could pick that one. <laughs> Yes, um, <clears throat> definitely a challenge because I believe it was also in 1990. Yes, it was. The first one, and I absolutely love the original It, but... Well, Misery is a good choice. Misery, just fantastic storyline. If you haven't seen it, Kathy Bates puts on an Academy Award-winning performance. James Kahn goes through hell and back, and it might make you change your tune when you tell a celebrity that you're their number one fan. To say the least. (laughs) (laughs) So, 1991. You were not surprised at this, but I think we talked about this one. Because I don't have a 1991 pick. So this is, we talked kind of about your first couple. Yes. Um, Well, you didn't tell me about Warlock, but I kind of knew Dream Warriors. Dream Warriors was coming um, and Killer Clowns and stuff. I know you had a lot of options, but this one, you said that as soon as I saw the movie... I would know what movie you picked. And I listed practically damn near every 1991 horror movie. I think you went through about a dozen films before you landed on it. for the one. And then, because it's definitely an obscure movie, and then I found it on a different list. And I'm like, oh my God, this is it. And of course, that movie that we're talking about is Highway to Hell. I feel like this is such a... Not to sound like cheesy, but like this, I feel like has a, has a special place in my heart. Like I feel like this is like a, I never would have found this movie like if it wasn't for you. And yeah. it's the one project that I've been with you since you started. Mm-hmm. Practically not been with you. That sounds fucking weird. But like every time you get autographed, I'm there. Right. And yes. I love the reactions that the celebrities. Every give us. single celebrity that has signed that poster has had just a, a shocked. Yeah. Reaction because they've never seen it before. CJ Graham was actually telling you something about this poster, wasn't he? Yeah, CJ Graham was saying that um, the movie actually went bankrupt while in production. So it was not released in theaters. And he's got a bunch of theatrical posters for the movie because of, you know, the unfortunate timing of the situation going bankrupt and, you know, not, not being released. But interesting thing about this film if you go and look at the cast this has a, like an all-star loaded yeah 100 percent for sure i know christy swanson was the first autograph that you added to that poster correct and that mm-hmm. was the one of the first weekends that we yep. talked yep christy swanson cj graham lita ford 
Michael Reed McKay. <clears throat> Michael Reed is McKay. one of my favorites. That was he is our buddy. He is I our feel buddy. like now every time he's at a convention that we go to, we have to just stop by and say hi. Yep. Because um, he actually did a funny story. He told us a funny story about the filming of that movie, um, and he demonstrated. You know, Christy Swanson had to teach him how to walk in high heels because he plays kind of a demon that yes. has hooves. Hooves as feet. Yep, and he said it was like walking in high heels, and without Christy showing him, he kept falling, or he kept stumbling, or like rolling his ankle, and he said, finally, she showed me how to do it, and... He gave us the in-person demo on yes. how he does it. <laughs> yes, and he was so thankful to her, too. Man walks better in high heels than I do. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> What's up next on your list? 1992 was another Stephen King movie. Ooh, we're and... almost getting to me. I know, and we just talked about him. Michael Reed McKay is also in this movie, Sleepwalkers. Oh, okay. Yes, I've seen um, that one. <clears throat> so, I know you weren't a big fan of this movie. No. <laughs> we, we did meet, aside from him, Alice Krieg was yes. also at Texas. Um, and, and she was at, oh wait, no. Yes, yeah, she was at Monster Mania. <laughs> she was at Valley, yes. I was going to say later. We didn't meet her there, but we met her at Texas. Yes, yeah. and super, super friendly, down-to-earth lady, very talkative and chatty and... Absolutely she loved the poster. Yeah, she was real excited. And you got it signed in this, like, gorgeous, like, pinky purple color yep. that looks stunning on it. Yes, definitely came out good. Very happy with how that came out. Very happy with the interaction overall. Yeah. Just she, sure. she didn't disappoint. Yep. Which, that gets us to 1993. Okay, I want to take this one. Um, for 1993, I picked Leprechaun, which I watched recently. And not not too recently. It's been a couple of months now, mm-hmm. but you know it's a interesting. It's an interesting movie. It's a little bit out there. I enjoyed it for what it is, but I'm afraid of some of the sequels. Like I don't know if I'll really be getting to the sequels right. soon. I think I just want to enjoy what the original brought to me, and that's it. Yep. <laughs> what do you have for 1993? So this is actually our first match. I also selected. What do you mean our first match? I just picked one movie. I know. Oh my god. Um, I absolutely love Mark Holton in this movie. He does a great job playing like a painter with a mental disability. I think that's a safe way of putting it. But also I thought Jennifer... There's no safe way of putting it nowadays. I thought Jennifer Aniston did a great job. It was her first like major role, or at least that I can think of. She was, you know, notorious in Friends. But I thought she did a great job in this role of being like a city girl out in the country and just not knowing what to do in a it lot was of a situations. Fun movie. Yes. So for nineteen ninety four, this one I feel like is gonna shock some people, especially Jeremy. But I put New Nightmare. I don't like that movie. That much. I know you don't. That's why I said <laughs> it's gonna shock you. Lesser favorite. Nightmares. I I'm aware. But um, yeah, those almost by default type thing. It's your list, not mine. So I know. Go ahead. What's um, your 1994? My 1994 is gonna shock a lot of people too, because of course, if you know anything about me, you know that I'm not a big fan of this genre. But I selected Interview with the Vampire, and even though I hate vampire movies. I thought this was one of the few movies that did a great job of just telling a story. I've never seen that one. It's worth checking out at okay. least once. My 1995 film is The Ice Cream Man, oh, starring Clint Howard. There you go. That's a fun little movie. At first, I wasn't sold. And that's one of the ones that I've been putting off and putting off and putting off. And our buddy Anthony loves it and raves about it all the time. So I finally caved and watched it. And at first I was super skeptical. And I'm like, I don't know about this. But then it does get really good. Joe also raves about it. Yeah. He got the in-costume photo op. Which came out really cool. Um, yeah, I remember you calling me while you were watching this movie. And you were like 10 or 15 minutes in. And you're like, this movie is awful. I'm I notorious I'm watching this. for being like 10 minutes into a movie. And I'm like, this is fucking awful. Yeah. I hate this. And then at the end of the movie, I'm like, no, it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. But you did. You texted me back, I think, and you're like, actually, it's gotten a lot better. Just kidding. I'm enjoying it. Um, for me, 1995, first time I really fell in love with, you know, my all-time favorite actress. Must be Christina Ricci. It is Christina Ricci, and the movie is Casper. Aww. It's, it's a great family movie. Is that Wedding Bells, I hear? Yeah, right. It's a great family movie, but there's a lot of, um, you know, like, jump-type scares, especially for a younger audience, which is what it was, you know... I feel towards. like it's under the, you know, horror umbrella. Horror is such a broad genre that there's so many subgenres 
Benita that I feel like it's like a family horror type. Yes. and Or kid horror, potentially. That's a great way of kind of putting it. But, yep, Casper for me, 1995. Um, 96, I have a feeling we're going to match. I have we'll a see. feeling, too. I had two that were really close ties, but ultimately I went with the one that my heart led me to, which was Scream. Yep, Scream for me as well. Um, obviously, we don't need to go into much detail about Scream. It's just one of the most iconic movies ever, I feel like, that Un- changed the genre. Unbelievably unique for its time. A twist that you didn't see coming at the time. Um, you know, we love to talk about conventions here on the show because that's kind of the hobby that we have. Um, we've met so many actors from the various Scream films, and they are just all great people to interact with, you yeah. know, out at conventions. Absolutely. Matthew Lillard has crazy long lines, but he spends time with He's you once it. you get up there. Um, Skeet Ulrich, Jamie Kennedy. Skeet was the first person I've ever met at a horror convention. There you go. Look at that. Yep. And I got my, I got a pro photo app because I didn't know how conventions worked really. So I just did pro photo apps and I got my picture and my eyes were closed and I cried like a little baby because I'm like, oh my God, my photo app's ruined. And I didn't know they could retake it. Um, so then I got another photo up the next day. <laughs> they retook it. But, That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but there's so many different characters, too, that have played, I don't want to say minor roles within those movies, but supporting roles. Yeah. And there are just so many people are on the convention circuit from all of the screen oh, franchise. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's and very big. You know, our personal interactions have always been good, so... Get I can't out there. think of a negative interaction I've had related to Scream. No, I can't either. So, and I mean, our most recent one was Joseph Ship, and he was great. Um, I loved him. He was so sweet. He was. He was so talkative, so friendly, and he was funny because when we went to take pictures with him, he's like, "That light right above me is making me look bad or something." Yeah. I don't remember exactly how he yeah, phrased it. Yeah, he but was. He was nice. Like he cared, you know, about the interaction that you had. So that was always great. So. If you had to guess my second place movie that I was, like, really tied between, do you know what it would be offhand? Not sure what came out that year. Thinner. Oh, look at that. Okay. Yep. I loved that one. Yep. So, Stephen King. Recommendation. Yep. My, a lot of my movies have I've watched relatively recently, which is pathetic, but that's besides the point. Now, this next one is kind of funny for me because... We so we talked randomly about a couple of years on the phone just because mm-hmm. we were yeah we were kind of convinced that we were going to match on just a certain lot, years yeah. like that it was going to be like no ifs ands or buts about it. This was one that I thought we were going to match on, and you're I said like, absolutely There's not. There's no way in hell we're going to match. No, and I was like, really? What the heck do you have? Yeah. So my 1997 movie is Under Wraps, which is a decom, a Disney Channel original movie. Have you ever seen Under Wraps? I have not. It is so freaking good. It scared the living daylights out of me when I was a kid. <laughs> now, I'm sure if I watched it now, it would be, like, not scary. But I guess similar to Casper, you know? But right. it was it scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. And I freaking love it. Um, it's a mummy movie about a mummy. which okay. But it's so freaking fun. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, what do you have for 1997? Well, for me, 1997 was no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I know what you did last summer. Oh, yeah, that is a good one. Yeah. When that oh, first came yeah. out, I loved that movie. Yeah. Um, I still love the movie. Right. I actually loved both movies that were released. Um, not so much the third I one. I was just going to say, I'm like, both. There's yeah. three. <laughs> yeah, there's a third one, but yeah. We don't need to that talk one, about that. <laughs> that one's okay. Um, but it, a lot of people compare it to Scream, and to me, it's just not the same um, I, mean, I see where they're coming from, but I, I disagree. I do too. And I think Scary Movie did a, like, a bad job for some people of putting, like, I Know What You Did Last Summer, Scream, a couple of movies, like, in a negative light. And it was meant to be a comedy. It was meant right. to, you know, just kind of pick on those movies. But if you saw that before maybe seeing Scream or I Know What You Did Last Summer or even, like, Blair Witch Project... You know, they took jabs at them in a funny way, but you might not be able to appreciate the seriousness of the films that were released ahead of time. Right. Yeah, I agree. So I feel like we may match on 98. I don't know. I picked Urban Legend. I love that movie, and I can't wait to talk about it on a future podcast, I hope. 
That is a great movie. I've been working on that poster. But we do not match for 1998. Oh, what do you have? For uh, 1998, unpopular opinion here for a lot of people, I'm willing to bet. But Halloween H2O okay. is actually one of my favorite sequels in that Halloween franchise. Okay. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis made her return. Um, you know, it was, to me, kind of a unique storyline that she's trying to protect her son, like, over the top. <laughs> And ends up being in a bad situation because of, you know, her overprotectiveness and her son being, you know, kind of that outlandish bad teenager and trying to skip out on a field trip. So, yeah, I I, I loved Halloween H2O. I know a lot of people don't like that movie, but I thought it was great. So for 1999, this movie made my list due to pure nostalgic reasons i just have a weird sentimental attachment to this movie um but i chose camp blood okay which is a clown movie and i know you like clown movies so you should check it out it's really not that good but it's still i it's always got a special place in my heart so okay that's what i chose for 99 okay well 1999 for me features my two favorite actors one actor, one actress. Um, Johnny Depp and Christina Ricci Ooh, pair together. Oh, I know what this one is. Okay. In Sleepy Hollow. Yes, you love that movie. I absolutely love that movie. I thought the effects at the time were fantastic. I thought the storyline was great. I thought Johnny and Christina just paired together so perfectly. They look like a good couple. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the suspense of the movie and what was going to happen next. Just They did a terrific job with that film. So for 2000, I put Final Destination. Yes, this is one of our matches. I also oh, have Final Destination. Of course it is. Final Destination is a great franchise, though. It's so fun. Like, Absolutely. It's, no one watches Final Destination for the plot or the storyline. We watch, at least for me, I guess I shouldn't speak for everyone, but you watch for the crazy-ass, weird, bizarre kills. Yeah, like, absolutely. So, 100%. And, you know... I. They kind of got over the top as they got further and further into the franchise, which is what you enjoyed about it as a fan. Yeah. But when it first was released, some of those death scenes were like, wow. You know, it, it got your mind thinking almost like this really could happen. Absolutely. Especially those like dream sequences, the premonition sequences, like the with the log truck and the airplane crash. Like, not crash, or even like but... the shower, like. Well, just yeah. slipping and then choking to death, like uh, just yeah, totally it, it, bizarre. Shit puts like crazy thoughts in your head. It yeah, it does. <laughs> but it was unbelievable that like wow, this could be real someday. I think two thousand one was one of my harder. I don't want to say my hardest because it's not my hardest, but one of my harder years. Um, I was stuck really between two main movies, um, but ultimately I went with Valentine, which you know I'm a sucker for that movie. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, what was your second choice? Because you thought that I was going to have... What is your choice? Potentially the second choice, and I do not. Maybe you do, you didn't tell me yet. Mine is Jeepers Creepers. Oh, that's a good one, too. My second choice was 13 Ghosts. Right. How do you not pick 13 Ghosts? I love that I one. I love 13 Ghosts, but Jeepers Creepers was great, man. Oh, Justin was. Long did a Justin great job. Justin Long, yep. oh my god, I know. And, you know, just the concept the 13 of... 13 Ghosts, come on. <laughs> 13 Ghosts was technically a remake. Which so? is fine. It's a good movie. Doesn't matter. But Jeepers Creepers was an original, original concept. Under, definitely, understood. Definitely different at the time. You know, something Your that I wasn't expecting. Valid. Especially that ending. Oh my god. All right. For 2002, I would like to dis have a disclaimer that this is purely by default. I chose Halloween Resurrection. Ugh. I'm sorry. <laughs> you don't have to be sorry. It's your list. <laughs> it's by default. That is like my least favorite Halloween of all of them. Uh-huh. So tell us again how much you loved Halloween ends. Better than Resurrection. Okay. <laughs> um, 2002 for me was a pretty easy choice. I went with Resident Evil. It never saw it. I loved the video games growing it's up. It's on the list. Um, And they did a great job. Not a great job of following along with the games, but they definitely pulled you know, things from the games and added them into the film, which I loved. 
Um, there is an amazing death scene in that movie. If you haven't seen it, go out of your way. It's not too far into the movie. I'd say within the first half hour, um, they get trapped in a hallway and the computer does its thing. But It's on the list with about 800 other movies. Yeah. So one day we'll get to so, it. So Resident Evil 2002. For 2003, I chose Wrong Turn. Wrong Turn is a great choice. I know. Thank you. Um, for me, it was one that you had to watch a couple of times before you finally appreciated it, but I have Identity for 2003. Oh, yeah. That with, was a good one. With John Cusack. Um, he's got a multiple personality disorder. That's one of those movies that I texted you. I was like 15 minutes in. I'm like, God, this movie sucks. Yep. And I turned it off. Yep. But that was towards the beginning of our friendship. And since then, I've been making a more conscious effort to give movies a more of a chance to actually take off and get started. So then I have recently revisited it. And it is a very good movie. Yeah, definitely. Keep you on the end of your seat, the edge of your seat. And, you know, great twist at the end. I think you get so caught up in the plot that you forget the possibility of what actually happens. Right. So they did a great job of keeping you so involved in the film that you kind of forget about something that should have been a pretty easy catch. Yeah, absolutely. Similar to um, The Sixth Sense, right? Like, you should kind of pick up that the kid is... The kid is what? Are you going to spoil this movie for me? You've never seen Sixth Sense? <laughs> no. Oh, my God. Then I'm not going to spoil it for you. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, let's hear it. The kid is what? Um, okay. So... It's that also is on the list. That's gonna that, be my catchphrase. It's on the list. You gotta watch that one sooner than later. Okay, that's an amazing we'll do. Movie. Okay, um, yes, my friend Jessica is coming over this week, and we'll watch it, and then we can talk about it on a future episode. Anyways, two thousand four is one of my favorite movies of all time. Okay, not my favorite, but one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Any guesses? As you're staring blatantly at my list. <laughs> I was planning to say any guesses and I noticed you were staring blatantly at my list. I was looking right at your list. So, <laughs> it is Saw. Which I, I should know that just because of how much you love the franchise. Yes. Saw. Um, I and Obviously at the beginning of the podcast I said I was dying to meet Tobin Bell. Yeah. Um, not my top favorite movie, but it's probably like my second. Well, I like Saw 3 the best, but that's besides the point. Um, Saw is my 2004 pick. Okay. Great choice. I, I love Saw. I, another and one we're going to do a Saw ranking this year, right? We are. Yeah. Okay. You heard it here first, guys. It's on the record now. He can't get out of it. Absolutely. Um, I loved Saw. I did not see that coming, you know, with another great unique ending um, with a great twist. Uh, but for me, 2004, Secret Window. And I know you okay. recently watched this. I did, this yep. With, Johnny know, Depp. I'm, I'm a big Johnny Depp fan, of course. That's a Stephen King one, too, right? I'm a right? big Stephen King yep. fan. Yep. Shocker. You got it. Um, but, you know, we've talked about it a lot a lot on our episodes previously. We're big fans of, like, psychological thrillers. Yes, type I movies. love psychological thrillers. And the whole time, this is one of those, like, back-and-forth movies that you're going, what the hell is going on? Like... Why yeah. is Johnny Depp so weird? And <laughs> okay, it all comes together, and absolutely loved it. Yeah, good choice. I think we both had good choices that year. So for two thousand five, two thousand five was a really good year in horror. So I struggled a little bit, but ultimately I went with House of Wax. Yep, and this is another match for us. I oh, of course, love okay. House of Wax. I'm obsessed with your House of Wax poster. Yep. But yeah, House of Wax is a great. Great remake. Yep. thought they did a terrific job. I thought the cast was good. A lot of people rip on Paris Hilton, but I really I thought saw she she's was... going to be in a new movie this year, a new horror movie. Oh, yeah? With Ashley Benson, you who know, was one of my favorite actresses. I thought she actually did an okay job in the movie. I didn't yeah. think she was that bad. Like, people love to just... I, f- I think people get this negative impression of just certain celebrities or right. musicians or whatever. And no matter what they do, they're just going to, like... Rob Zombie. His movies are all going to suck. Whether uh, That's not true. Whether you actually watch them or not, you just all of a sudden have this vision. Um, and I'm not saying everybody does that, but I think a lot of people do that. And I think Paris Hilton kind of fell into that in this movie because she really wasn't that bad. She, First of all, she's not even a main character. She's a right. supporting role. But she does a great job as just a blonde, ditzy girlfriend. <laughs> Which is what she was meant to be. 
Yeah. Um, but I thought they did a great job, like, recreating that movie because that was obviously a remake from the seventies, maybe sixties or seventies. That like that was an older movie. Um, but you know the effects were great to kind of add to it. And I build really upon enjoyed. It. Yeah, I really enjoyed that movie. And I thought the cast worked really well together. Um, yeah. I just met Jared Padalecki. Jared Padalecki, thank you, in Rhode Island. And, of course, that's one of his, I don't want to say first roles, but one of the first times I remember seeing him in a movie. Yeah. Um, before, obviously, then falling in love with Supernatural. And Chad his... Michael Murray was also recently at Christmas Con too. Yes. Um, getting back to Jared, his character, I loved his, like, kill scene in the movie. Because he gets, you know, spoiler alert, turned into a wax figure. But he's, like, still alive underneath of the wax. And his friend is trying to save him, but he's slowly killing him. And you could just see a tear yeah. coming down. Oh, it's brutal, but great. Yeah. So 2006, for me, has been the absolute best year in horror, with the exception of 2022. But I it was an incredible year, so I had such a hard time. But I think we might match on this one, despite how many freaking good movies came out this year. Mm -hmm. I know we will. You know we will? Yeah. Okay. Because we both love the movie. Underrated gem? Underrated gem. All right. I picked Stay Alive. Stay Alive it is. All right. Stay Alive is a super fun, underrated movie. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. It It's so cool. Um, you know, if you, it's about playing a video game and if you die in the video game, you die in real life Mm -hmm. the same way you died in the video game. And it's just a really fucking cool plot. If you're a gamer, you'll really appreciate it. And I'm not even a gamer and I still freaking appreciate it. You don't have to be a gamer. I'm a board gamer, but not a video gamer. (laughs) But you don't have to be a gamer to appreciate it. No, not at all. Because the plot really sucks you in. And I think it does a great job of explaining what's going on and why it's happening. Right. Because you'll see it one way or the other before it happens sometimes they'll do it as a video game and other times they'll do it as you know the real life and then show you what happened in the video game um frankie muniz is actually in this movie as well as um sophia bush yes sophia bush was great the whole cast actually did great together and it's not like a star-studded all-star cast but i thought they fed off of each other so well yeah those are just the two notable names that stood out to me Mm -hmm. but Definitely worth checking out. Yeah, along with all the other movies in 2006. (laughs) Now, 2007, I thought we were potentially going to match on this one. But then looking at the list again, it was like, oh, wait, there's a few good choices for 2007. There's a couple, yeah. I really like, for me, I know a lot of people say, oh, 70s is the best in horror, 80s is the best. For me, I'm a late 90s, 2000s girl. Like, that's my thing. That's my jam. Like... You can argue all you want. Again, Joe's probably reaching through the phone trying to fight me. But, like, I love 2000s movies. Um, and to be fair, you're still catching up on a lot of the classics from I, yeah, the 70s, absolutely, 80s, and 90s. So. Absolutely. So I ultimately picked Trick or Treat. Yep, which is a great choice. And it's really shocking because you've heard me say probably almost on every single episode, I don't like anthology movies, but I freaking love Trick or Treat. It's so, it brings something different to it. Yeah. And I love Sam. Sam is so cute. For me, 2007 was The Mist. That's a good one too. Good yes. choice. Um, You know, yes, it's a Stephen King movie, but it was. I'm an... so shocked you picked another Stephen King movie. You know, I tried <laughs> not to pick a ton of Stephen King. I mean, I can't. If they're your, fa- if they're your favorites, pick them. Who yeah. cares? I mean, I can't help it. You but can't help the... it if they're good. At the same time, I thought this movie was just amazing from beginning to finish um i love the concept of a town divided in a sense like you know on one hand they view the town crazy as the town crazy but then when shit hits the fan and everybody starts to panic all of a sudden the town crazy becomes the person they start looking up to and it's it gets the mind thinking like, wow, this could really happen. Like when things get bad, people panic. And how will they react when they panic? 
That ending was fucking wild. Well, not to mention the the absolute. I'm not gonna spoil it. Greatest I'm just saying, ending in like, film. And Chris Owen was telling you a story about the ending, right? Yes, he did. When we met him at Chiller, he had informed us that the director um, couldn't release the film for a few years because every company wanted him to change the ending. And he said, fuck you, I'm keeping my ending. <laughs> and hats off to him because the ending is amazing. No matter how you feel about it, whether you like it or not, it's different. And yeah. it's something that you're not expecting at all. And it's you know, at the end of the day, real. I, I realize it's just a movie. But again, it's a what would you do if you're in that situation type of ending when you think you're doing the right thing? Yeah, I don't know. Did we tell that story on the podcast before? I don't remember. We did not. Oh, okay. No. So for 2008, I picked The Strangers. It's a good movie. My 2008, I think you were going to be surprised about this one because you didn't like it, but I had Splinter. Yeah, yeah. I loved Splinter. I thought it was a great movie. We met Jill Wagner at Christmas Con last year. She was really cool. Um, started a poster for that one. But I thought Splinter was great. Yeah. It was, oh, it was whatever. For 2009, I was really, really, really torn. And I personally didn't, I still have two answers written down on my list. So it's moment of truth and I just... Freaking have to pick one. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'll go with Afterlife, starring your future wife, Christina Ricci. Great movie. And Justin Long. And Justin Long. And yes. Liam Neeson. Yep, yep, yep. Um, freaking incredible. Another Jeremy recommendation. Just Absolutely. Give him credit where credit is due. And great men, movie. Men, if you want to see Christina, oh man, she's fully nude in this movie. Jeremy. I'm just behave. saying. I'm just saying. No, but you don't uh, even need you know? to watch it for that reason. It's a great storyline. I think our audience is primarily female. Good. It's not that was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lie. Damn. I was I was excited for a minute. I'm like, man, we got all these females listening to us. No. No, no. Uh, what did you pick for 2009? For 2009, I went with Orphan. Oh, that was my second choice. <laughs> which I remember seeing on a date with someone and just not believing what i was watching nothing will top like the experience you get the first time you see that absolutely um that was you know i've said it a few times throughout this like crazy ending or i didn't see that coming i legit never in a million (laughs) years saw what was happening as being the outcome that was just so crazy and amazing what what a concept and yeah so unique Orphan First Kill was equally as incredible. I have not seen it yet. I know. I know. I know. I'm going to say it on every fucking podcast until you watch it. Yep. There you go. <laughs> um, okay. So for 2010, I have the um, Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Wow. I'm just kidding. Ugh. I'm just fucking with you. As everybody stopped listening to the podcast. Yeah, really. <laughs> um, <laughs> I cracked myself up. For 2010, um, I put the movie Devil Oh, that's a great movie. I know. I know. Thank you. It's a great movie. I a love lot, that one. A lot better than the Elm Street remake. Yes, absolutely. Uh, my 2010, actually, I'm surprised. I thought we might match up on this one, but we do not. Although, that's a great choice. That would have been probably a close second for me. Um, I Have I Spit on Your Grave. Oh, that is a good one. Yes. You know, they did a great job of remaking this film and making it modern. Um, you know, the, the one that was released, I want to say in like 78, 79 maybe, was very controversial, <laughs> especially at the time. And, you know, if you have not seen any of the movies in this trilogy, they're they're deep, they're dark, and they are really pushing the border of, you know, like, if you're squeamish, like, making you sick, in a sense. I mean, what they do to these women is brutal. Um, but what the women do in the end is what makes these movies so fantastic. Good revenge movies, absolutely. Yes, so for 2011, I picked your next, and I don't think we'll match because I don't think you've seen that. I might have, I don't know, but we don't so, match. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> so for your next, I funny, like I have a weird relationship with this movie because I genuinely had to watch this movie, I think, three or four times because I kept falling asleep during it. Mm-hmm. But when I actually was able to watch it consecutively, 
it was freaking incredible. I think I just kept putting it on when I was tired, like not in the right. mood to watch movie. But once I actually watched it from beginning to end, it was great. Um, 2011. So the next few years are actually interesting because I have a lot of unique movies. This is one of the very few sequels that I have. I've only had like maybe two or three sequels to this point. Um, but Scream 4 for me in oh, 2011 okay. is one of my favorite Scream movies in the entire franchise. Okay. Um, I thought they got back to the elements of Scream. Yeah, understood. And I just, I loved that whole storyline start to finish. Yeah. So for 2012, I picked my favorite horror movie of all time. Ooh. Do you know what it is? Not Saw 3. 2012. Would you rather? Yes. Okay. I picked Would You Rather. Uh, starring Jeffrey Combs, Brittany Snow, Sasha Gray. I was not looking at your list that time. Either. I know. That's why, <laughs> that's why I asked you because I knew you weren't looking at my list. Yeah. Um, would you rather? But I know we didn't match because you didn't really care for that movie. <laughs> it was okay. I didn't hate it. Um, I, I didn't love it. Uh, 2012 for me is actually one that I recommended to you, and I know that you ended up enjoying, and you may have forgotten about it, Inhuman Resources. Oh, also known as Red Ink yes. as well. If you want to go look up that movie, I do highly recommend that. Obviously, Would You Rather is my favorite movie of all time, so I can't, like, replace that on the list of favorite movies. But, mm -hmm. like, Inhuman Resources is fucking incredible. Yep. Especially if you've ever worked in an office or, like, an office cubicle environment. It's amazing to see what someone will put people through to try and plead their case I for have innocence. A, a similar movie later on my list with the same, if you've worked in an office, it'll really affect you mm -hmm. type vibe. So, um, but then Inhuman Resources, it's maybe a bit long. That might be the one quote unquote complaint I had. But, um, but that ending. <laughs> I was going to say, you think that the movie's over, but it's not. So like... So don't so, stop watching. We both have catchphrases. Mine's, I'll add it to the list, and yours is the ending. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay, for 2013, I have Hatchet 3. Okay. I love the Hatchet movies. I recently discovered that entire franchise. I mean, I've always known it existed, but I've never watched it until um, this past year. So, and I'm obsessed with them. I literally binged watched them. Like right in a row, all in, four of them in a couple of days. Which no, is in odd in like you. less than twenty four hours. Yeah, yeah. I think I watched like the first three before I went to bed, and then I watched the other one at like eight a.m. when I woke up. Right. Hatchet three. What's yours? Twenty thirteen was actually, you know, doing this list helped me kind of um, find movies that I had forgotten about in a sense. I agree. And. You're probably going to listen to this and think, well, then how is it on your favorite list if you forgot about it? Nah, it, I totally. It happens to fall in a year where there wasn't a lot going on. But there's also times where, like, you see movies and you just haven't seen them for so long that you don't necessarily forget about them. But you don't keep them in the front of your mind. So for me, Contracted was the one that won for 2013. I had actually said to Kristen a few weeks ago, <laughs> yeah, but remember I said to you, there's this awesome movie, but I can't remember the name of it Yeah, that I really enjoyed. I saw it on Netflix. But you eventually girl. did remember the name. You're like, I think it's like contracted because I remember writing it down and then okay. you stumbled upon it while doing this research and you're like, this is it. Yeah. And I went to go add it to the list and contracted was already on my list. So oh, you had remembered it previously. So I had remembered it, but I didn't. It took you a little bit, but you eventually got to it. Got it. Okay. But, you still knew, like, the premise of the movie. Yes. You just couldn't remember the exact title. And I knew all the details. And I was That's just what I'm like, saying. I know this movie inside and out, but I can't remember what it's called. And I just remember being infatuated with the storyline because it was so different. Um, <clears throat> it's, like, it's kind of a zombie movie, but it's not a zombie movie. And you'll see as you watch it what that means. Um but it was just a very unique twist on zombie films. Uh, that gets us to 2014. So for 2014, I know we didn't match because I know you haven't seen this movie yet. Because you haven't even seen the original of this movie. Um, but I chose See No Evil 2. Okay, you're right. I have not seen either of those movies I've yet. been like begging you to see them for almost a year. Yeah, you have. And you what, haven't What stood them. out to you for that one? 
Um, honestly, I think that was one that I, I do enjoy it and I do own the See No Evil franchise. Um, but not this isn't what stood out to me. But Daniel Harris is in it. Um, but I think it's one of those things that was mostly by default. Okay. Um, but I do like the franchise in general. Okay. Nothing in particular, though. Gotcha. Uh, for me, actually, a convention triggered me seeing this movie. Um, the movie Starry Eyes. Oh, yeah. You said that was, like, crazy. It was very dark and deep and twisted and disgusting, but good. Um, It's one of those movies that, again, it makes you wonder, you know, how real is the situation where a young female is willing to do anything to become a star actress. And she just pushes the limits of what she will do and ends up you know, in a cult-like situation to try and become, like, the best actress ever. I'm interested when you watch... I personally haven't seen Starry Eyes, but I'm interested to see when you watch X and Pearl how you compare that to Starry Eyes because I feel like I get similar vibes out of kind of more so, I guess, Pearl. Um, But, you know, from that trilogy, that from what you're describing Starry Eyes as. So I'm interested to see how you compare the two. Interesting. So for 2015, I chose The Gift, which I've also been begging Jeremy to see, and he hasn't watched yet. I have not seen that. Very, very good movie, though. It is more along the lines of that thriller suspense type that we like. Okay. Um, 2015 for me is a movie that I've recommended to everybody. Literally Oh, I think I know what everybody. this one's going to be. And I'm pretty sure that every single person that I've recommended it to has at least liked it, if not loved it. And that includes even Anthony watched this one. 2015 for me was The Sand. I knew it. So, Jamie Kennedy's in this movie, Jamie right? Kennedy is in okay. this movie for a brief period of like well, five, I, ten minutes. I know, but still, fun to point out. Also, one of the main characters, Mitch, is played by Mitchell Musso. And I actually met him back when he was in his Hannah Montana days, but... I met him nonetheless, um, and it, that was a very good movie, yeah. It was a great movie. If you haven't seen it, uh, Beach Party starts off the film, but then basically everybody goes to sleep, wakes up the next day, and they're just stuck in this crazy situation where the beach, they can't touch the sand at all. If they do, they... Which are on a beach, so like, yeah. how the fuck are they going to pull this off, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, there is a hilarious long part where this poor guy was stuck in a garbage can as a practical joke. Yeah. But he ends up being in a safe spot. Shockingly, yeah. Because, like, any kind of stationary objects on the sand are okay, but people can't touch the sand. Right. For whatever reason. Yeah. It just, it's um, unbelievable. Little corny ending. Okay. Yeah. I mean, be ready for a bit of a cheesy ending. But overall, storyline was great, I thought. Yeah, absolutely. And everybody who's watched it has agreed with me. So for 2016, this movie was recommended to me by one of our recent guests on the podcast, Roger. And this is the Belko Experiment. And again, like we were saying for Inhuman Resources, if you have ever worked in an office building or like call center type vibe... This movie it puts, you know, a lot of thinking going on in your head. Um, basically, the building gets locked down and they have to, you know, there's a voice over the loudspeaker that says, you know, you have an hour to kill X amount of people. If you don't kill as many people, we'll kill double that amount. So you kind of have to see, like, fight for your life. or Are you going to kill or hide or how are you going to make this work? I watched this movie and then I went to work the next day and I told my coworkers, I'm like, you know... If we were in this scenario, like, who would be first on your hit list? And they're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, why are you asking us this? So that's my 2016. What was yours? 2016 should come as no surprise to anybody who knows me. Is it me. a Stephen King movie? It is not a Stephen oh, King movie. Oh, man. Then the fact that you don't even know what movie it is is disappointing. But anyway, it is what it is. One of my favorite slashers at this point. Terrifier. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. I feel so stupid. <laughs> the original Terrifier. <laughs> I feel so I stupid. I loved the movie from the get-go. Yes, you did. And part two has 
kind of blown up. Yeah, just gone over the top, which is great. I'm happy for all the actors, actresses, everybody involved in the film. It's one of those bittersweet things because you liked Terrifier and collecting art stuff because it was more unique. Unique, yep. And now it's blown up and it is everywhere and everybody wants art and it's And I still love it. I love the second one as well. Oh, yeah, that's Um, not at all what I'm saying. But I just thought that this, to me, was the first different slasher that I could get behind. It wasn't your typical Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger, Jason. It was different. It was a demonic clown. (laughs) And, you know, it was something that you hadn't seen before. You got one of the craziest kill scenes ever with Catherine hanging upside down and getting sliced right through her hoo-ha, which was fantastic. That was, like, so unique and different. Um, But I just, I loved the character Art the Clown. I still do. And 2016 for me was Terrifier and wasn't even close. All right. 2017 for me was Happy Death Day. Have you seen this one? I have not. So, so good. It's like Groundhog Day, but horror, basically. Okay. And what is your 2017? 2017 was one that I was so excited for. Um, Remind me a little bit of, like, our anticipation to see the Black Phone when it first came out. Okay. Um, but for me, it was Stephen King's remake of It. Okay, good one. Yeah. I actually, I did enjoy my experience going to see It in the theater. It's, my dad doesn't love horror movies, but he was excited to go see this one. And we went to a theater um, near us that recently opened in 2017. And it was one of those fancy dine-in theaters where they brought the food and drinks to you. And they served you alcohol and um, desserts and pretzels and pizza and whatever you wanted to order you can place your order at your seat and they bring it to you and it was just such an awesome experience they had themed drinks for the movies themed snacks um so that was just a good i value that movie more for like the memory i think i it was a great movie but i also had a really good experience watching that movie um for me it was you know it was the first book that I had ever read by Stephen King. So there was always kind of that nostalgia, sentimental value right. to it for me. But, I mean, I also loved Tim Curry as Pennywise. And I remembered seeing these trailers for months. Literally, like, the suspense was building up for quite a while. Um, and it was something that I was able to see with my mom, who's also a big Stephen King fan. But she's kind of cut back on watching horror movies. She's just not as into it anymore. So I can't really get her to you know, see those movies and enjoy them together as much as I used to be able to. And she was actually super excited for this too. So the two of us, the anticipation, and then the execution. I mean, Stephen King kept raving about it, which is, if you follow Stephen King, he either really likes movies or he's not a big fan of what they do, you know, with his stuff. And And he's not shy. (laughs) No. And he kept raving and ranting about what they did so well and how people were going to love it and how they've definitely, you know, added on but not gone too far away from the original story. It was perfect. It's one of the few remakes that I thought they absolutely nailed it and definitely added on to in a good way. Okay, so for 2018, I have the Halloween remake. Not the remake, but like the reboot whatever the fuck it's called 20 halloween 2018 is what i picked (laughs) i think it brought um the trilogy in a different direction which i personally enjoyed i know a lot of people aren't a fan of this new trilogy but i personally really like it okay what is your 2018 my 2018 is called the perfection never i don't even know if i've heard of it (laughs) it's a, a musical horror it's movie. It's a musical? Like a musical horror movie. Um, That's so fun. A troubled musical prodigy seeks out the new star pupil of her former school, and the encounter sends both musicians down a sinister path with shocking consequences. That sounds super cool. It is. It's unique and different, and that's what I absolutely loved about it. Um, you're not going to get, like, an all-star cast out of this one. Sometimes those are the best movies. Right. But you do have um, at least one person was recently at a convention. I think it was Steven Weber. Or no, it was Elena Huffman. I apologize. But those two were both in it. Um, 
Allison Williams is also in it. So like I said, you're not going to get like an all-star cast, but definitely a cool movie about a musical school and musical students that end up in a dark place. Interesting. So for 2019, I chose the movie Haunt, which I absolutely enjoyed and I loved it so much I made Jeremy watch it and I think he also enjoyed it as well. I did love it, absolutely. Did you enjoy it so much that you made it your 2019 movie as well? I did not make it my 2019 movie. Okay, bummer. But I your, think I think you'll appreciate my 2019 movie. Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Oh, I do. That's a great movie, especially for being rated PG-13. Yes. Hey, you stole my line. That's okay. The um, fuck? <laughs> they, no, we've talked about it before. They they did a great job for a PG-13 movie. It's not gory, but they did a great job of still building up that suspense and the anticipation and that shock factor. And if you listen to all of our podcast episodes, you already know this, but it the one red lady from the red room whatever the fuck it's called i don't even know mm-hmm. but literally genuinely gave me nightmares after we saw it yep. so yep. for being a pg-13 movie it was a little bit creepy at times and you also enjoyed it it's an anthology movie in a sense but they did yeah, a great absolutely. job of not making it feel that way so i think trick-or-treat and scary stories to tell in the dark has that in common where they are so like linked to the main story it's not just like five separate clips they're all kind of intertwined and they make sense to the feature length film you know they they don't all they're not just like totally unrelated right so i do really appreciate that about it there's there's a scene at one point where one of the main characters is eating a pot of stew and the story is being written as he's on the phone with his friends who are trying to tell him not to eat the stew and you start seeing body parts in the stew which is that's that's my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> All right. So my 2020 movie, this one was kind of a tough year because this is, you know, the COVID year when a lot of stuff stopped. So there weren't a ton of choices. But ultimately, I did pick Fantasy Island, which I recently saw. And it has Lucy Hale in it. And she is one of my favorite actresses. I mean, I keep saying favorite, favorite. But I... You know, she's a good actress, in my opinion. So, Fantasy Island, that was an interesting concept. My 2020 movie was called Come Play. Never heard of it. if you've seen previews for the new movie Megan, it's kind of a similar concept. Okay. Where a lonely young boy is glued to his tablet, smartphone, like his devices. And basically, a monster uses the devices to enter the world. Oh, interesting. Yes. So that's what he needs to overcome. Oh, okay. I'll have to check that one out. For 2021, I'm sure there are better movies out there, but honestly, and people are going to give me so much shit for this. I can feel it already. I feel like this is almost worse than saying Halloween Resurrection, but um, I picked Spiral from the Book of Saw. People knock it and give it shit because it's not a saw movie it's not supposed to be a fucking straight up saw movie it's from the book of saw it's not you have to take it for what it's worth um but i genuinely did enjoy it i enjoyed some of the traps i enjoyed seeing chris rock portray try to portray a serious role um you know i i enjoyed it and that's just a personal thing i know that's going to be an unpopular opinion but it's my list so that's what it is that's all that matters my 2021 movie was Malignant. I have never seen that one. Yeah. Um, Jake Abel is in it. He was actually recently at um, Rhode Island Comic Con. Oh, okay. But um, it's basically like a woman has visions and like her, the, like her torment worsens as her like it starts to become a reality and she has okay. to like deal with that. In the real, in the yeah, real world. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean. So. It's a thriller slash like crime. Okay. But, you know, it borders on that horror realm, so. All right. So that brings us to 2022, which we started off with 1993 as a match. Maybe we'll end on 2022 as a match because 
I mean, 2022 was a banging year for horror. Um, We did an entire episode about 2022 horror. Yeah, this is one of the first times, I know I mentioned it before, that I've gone to the theater multiple times in a year. So many good movies. Orphan First Kill, incredible. Terrifier 2, That that one was in theaters. That might have only streamed. No, actually it was in theaters. It did go to theaters and streaming at the same time because my mom was supposed to take me for my birthday. Okay. Um, I think I came out on August 19th. Don't quote me Mm -hmm. that it matters but um i was like no no we can just watch it at home and then we actually never ended up watching it at home we watched it separately anyways so (laughs) um but yeah you know they were both uh great so many good ones ultimately i had to i was torn mostly between two and i think jeremy mentioned the same thing my heart was leading one direction my head was leading another direction Um, but ultimately i chose the black phone I can't say enough good things about that movie. It's fucking incredible. Yeah. Um, so I was in the same boat, and ultimately I picked the black phone too. And I really had to kind of think about it and really put my mind to my, it. My heart really wanted to pick Terrifier too. Correct. But my head knew the black phone was the right choice. Yes. Because as much as we enjoyed Terrifier 2, the black phone, we had so much anticipation build up and and it, it was got, an original like a super original concept yep. i feel like and it got rescheduled like a couple of times it got pushed back a couple times we had to keep like changing our movie plans yeah. to see it and i know you mentioned earlier in the podcast that your mom is watching less and less horror movies she was actually supposed to go with us on the original date mm-hmm. so i'm sad that it got pushed back because she wasn't able to go with us when we finally went i did finally update i got her to watch it over That's the exciting. Weekend, what did she think? She loved it. Uh, so did my stepdad, who's not a big fan of horror at all. That's good. Um, everybody loved it, but... Ultimately, that's how it ends up as my favorite movie of 2022. Yeah, me too. It was hyped up, it was built up, and it didn't disappoint. We both left the theaters loving it. Yes, absolutely. So that puts a cap on our uh, favorite movies from the year we were born until 2022. And is there anything coming up in 2023 that you are super looking forward to? Uh, I'd like to see Megan. I just mentioned that one a couple of minutes ago. Um, But Scream 6, I I love the Scream franchise and I'm really excited to see what they do. I bet you're super, super excited to watch all the Saw movies and then go see Saw 10, Saw X, whatever it's going to be called. I bet you're so thrilled. Yes. Yeah, that's a good, good answer. <laughs> that is the right answer. Okay, I am super excited to see Saw 10, Saw X, whatever it's officially going to be called. I'm not sure. Although, it is kind of bittersweet because with these franchises, like, sometimes they need to learn when enough is enough. But, of course, I'm always going to be excited for another Saw movie. Yep. But, to Jeremy's point, it does get a little wacky. But, it, it's my, my heart is always the Saw franchise. So, it's like some people, for Halloween, there's never going to be enough Halloween movies. For me, there's never going to be enough Saw movies. So I'm really excited about that. Um, I'm going to be taking my mom to see Megan for her birthday. So that'll be a fun night. And yeah, I mean, I think that wraps up our episode. You can find us streaming anywhere that you listen to podcasts, including Apple Podcast, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcast, and more. And you can reach out to us via email at horrorconlounge at gmail.com. And there will be a link in the description that will give you all the links that you need to contact us regarding the podcast. You can send in any feedback, questions, you know, requests for future episodes, movie recommendations. We have an episode coming up shortly with listener recommended movies. Mm -hmm. So I think the three movies were recommended by our friend jess our friend noah and then one my mom recommended so those are the three people that got selected for our first listener episode and anything else you'd like to say for our first episode of 2023 i uh, know but be sure to you know be on the lookout we've got some stuff that we've already been working on um our movie roulette that we've been kind of advertising online that'll be coming soon that was a lot of fun very soon it'll probably be the next episode don't quote me but like yeah we definitely enjoyed putting that one together we enjoyed watching the movies even if we didn't necessarily like them it was fun to don't spoil it (laughs) well no if we didn't necessarily like them or if we did love them we there was something that we loved Um, oh you gotta listen and find out absolutely 
But it was one of those things that was a lot of fun because we didn't know a lot about the movies. Right. I think there was only one that we had kind of watched trailer The trailer, for yeah. And, I only watched the trailer for one of them. Yeah. Please be sure to share the podcast with your friends. Rate, review, follow, subscribe, all that good stuff. You guys truly don't understand how much that genuinely helps us. Um, please spread the word. We recently got business cards made, so if you don't live near us and you want to help spread the word i can send you a couple business cards and you can post them around your town Uh, we really appreciate all of the support that you guys have given us and be sure to join us on facebook we have a group called the horror con lounge we also have the horror con lounge podcast group where you'll be able to get all the content and sneak peek of what's coming up in the future and all of those links are available in the description, there's just going to be one single link, and that will take you to every single thing that you could possibly need. And that's about it for yeah, this episode. I think that covers everything. I, this was a lot of fun. I really had fun. Please also send us your lists, because we could discover new movies that we've not even thought of. For sure, absolutely. I know a lot of my movies are recently new favorites that I've just seen within the past couple months, so... Please send us your list from your birth year until present day. So that'll be interesting to see the listeners' point of views as well. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye.